ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Entertainment Banter. My name is the handsome Joel. And I'm Matt. You're not handsome? No. <laughs> I, didn't age, <laughs> I didn't age well. <laughs> I've, I've been noticing. Uh, hi, so, Joel. How are you? Sorry to hear that, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate that. We are getting older. I feel like I'm, I'm learning, feeling about my age. <laughs> You're learning about your age or feeling about your age? I'm what? feeling about my age. <laughs> I, I don't get it. No, it's just... I Go ahead. Would, I, I, I had the girlfriend last night watch Snatch. Have you seen Snatch? I actually have not seen it. Oh, wait. Maybe. I don't know. It might have been a while. What, who, what's Snatch about again? Who's uh, in pretty it? Pretty much... It's a diamond heist, more or less, that goes wrong, and Jason Statham's in it, Brad Pitt's in it. Okay, yes, I know of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a Guy Ritchie directs it. Yeah. Very, but I don't very... Consi- I mean, no, that's old, but I don't consider it old by my standards. I don't either, but it came out in 2000. I know, that's 20 years ago, man. 22 years I, ago. I know, I know. Dude. I tried to round, round I it I didn't down. realize how young Brad Pitt and Jason Statham looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know What's, there i oh sorry go ahead no go well it's, i it made me think of that brad pitt i can't remember what movie it is but he tried to get a sad card he's he's a waiter and uh he tried to say a, a line or two he tried to ad lib a little bit and the director told him knock it off don't ever <laughs> do that again but it really wasn't i know it sounds crazy but it really wasn't that long ago you know it's just crazy how time flies but it really it doesn't, you know, when you get older, you know, I don't know. I don't describe it other than that. You know, he, I mean, he was just a baby. I mean, what was that movie he did? Uh, the animated film, uh, something cool. I can't remember. He did an animated film. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so young looking in that too. And he would be animated. Crazy. Well, he wasn't animated. It, oh. it was a uh, cool world. Cool world. It took me forever to figure that out. Yeah. He was in that. Well, so it's kind of like a Roger <clears throat> Rabbit kind of feel. You know what I mean? Except more okay. based on sex. <laughs> well, it's funny to bring up these old movies because th- there's always those movies you go watch when you want to get that feeling, those goosebump feelings. Yes. You know, there's always these movies that y- you get the feeling only once sometimes when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's those movies that... You get that feeling when you've seen the movie a million times. You know it's going to happen, but it gives you that feeling like, I don't know. That, that feeling's amazing. Feeling. Yeah, that goosebump feeling. Like yeah. even a te- tear to your eye maybe. It's of course, just, yeah. It's a great feeling. And to be honest, I, I we were not going to review Spider-Man No Way Home right now, but I I watched it again and you, you we finally, finally get that. With the Spider-Man movie, with Tom mm-hmm. Holland's Spider-Man, you didn't get that. You may, maybe have gotten it when he dusted in Infinity War, but that wasn't a Spider-Man movie. That was just him in Infinity right. War. But uh, Andrew Garfield movies, Spider-Man, you got that feeling. In oh Tom, yes, in Tom, yeah, Tobey Maguire movies, you got that feeling. Tom yeah. Holland's movie, you didn't get it until this newest one. Right, that's true. That's so, true. and and even though I know it's coming, it's. Uh, so, so good. because I am uh, <laughs> not as familiar with that movie, because I only saw it once, um, is there a particular moment in that movie that you're thinking out specifically? Spoiler alert. Uh, it's way past that. It's way past that. There's three Spider-Man in the movie. Did you yeah. know that? 
I I think I do, yes. Okay. Yeah. One of the moments that comes to mind is definitely when Andrew Garfield redeems himself and saves Mary Jane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just to see his, the feeling is when you see his reaction, he almost cries himself that moment. And then like you knew about an hour into the, before that part, he tells Peter about his Gwen Stacy, how she dies and you know, he couldn't save her. And it's just, right. Well, I gotta be honest. It's great that he gets redemption. I'm, I'm very, very glad that they wrote it that way because I got to tell you, like when I knew there was three of them, when I knew there was three of them, I, uh, I needed I needed that. When you saw the trailer and Mary Jane was falling, I knew for a fact that because of the way they were hinting throughout the trailer about Tom Holland's character and they're saying he won't be able to save everybody, that he wouldn't be able to save her, but that didn't mean somebody else couldn't save her. And so right. when they when they did that, absolutely. I thought I mean that was definitely a great moment for sure. And of course you feel, I, I think Andrew Garfield was by far uh, my favorite Spider-Man franchise. Mine too. And it's funny that a lot of people did not say that. And they have all these bandwagoners now. You're like, get out of here. Right. Yeah. I also have you been following part- that a lot. Has there been a lot of talk now uh, that they want him back and all this? Yes. And it's just funny. Cause I remember when it first came out, the reason why he didn't get a third movie is cause he was hated so much. Was that it? I thought he pissed one of the reasons what Sony there's, all the factors were involved, Matt. All of them. <laughs> right. But I did Grew enjoy also, also, yeah. I mean, also <laughs> when when Aunt May said with great power came comes great responsibility, I didn't get the chills the first time she did it. But when you watch it again, you know it's coming. You're like, yeah, it was good. But I also, yeah. you know, I got it at in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man when he got the voicemail and it says pretty much the same thing. You're like, yeah. you're waiting for it. You're waiting for it the whole time and you finally get it. You're like, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So you, you, Spider-Man is definitely one of those films. All three yeah. franchises, I should say, yeah. is where it gets you. Is there something about, that's unrelated uh, to Spider-Man that gets you? Well, I was going to ask you that. Let's move on to what gets you. What I gets uh, your loins wet. Well, I cry like a baby now, and I think it's it's pathetic. You know, I made fun of my friends when they had kids, and now that I have kids, I I. I'm right there with them. I'm the biggest hypocrite of them all. I get more emotional. But for me, I uh, anything family-related is when you bastard. Just so you know, if, if you hear a bunch of crinkling and crackling, that would be Joel unavoidably eating his Twix. And, yes, you can take that any way you like. <laughs> it's the left one. The left, <laughs> left Twix? Okay. Um, so no, for me, it's family films. So for example, I could spit off a bunch right now, you know, like any kind of father son relationship for some reason gets me. I feel like, uh, I've mentioned it before. Speed racer is a great family film with redemption. There's Rudy, which doesn't really, he's proving something to his family, uh, to his dad by playing and not giving up. I get emotional when I watch that movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. But uh, Field of Dreams, like him being able to play catch with his dad again, like the whole time he's building this field, he they keep saying, you know, if you build it, he'll come. And it's corny as hell, but it, it that movie is all about fulfilling people's dreams. And the whole time it's fulfilling his dream and he doesn't even know it, you know, so stuff like that. Um, and, of course, you know, the scores, like James Horner, 
wrote that. So like anything with the James Horner score usually gets me. The right music it. definitely gets you. Uh, one of mine is probably corny, but you'll probably go, oh yeah, 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 because you're you're Matt. But yeah. when Vegeta sacrifices himself in the Boo Saga, absolutely. During Absolutely, that. and one of my Piccolo, favorites of all and time. When, when Piccolo, like he does that speech yes, and he does yes. it, and he finally does it for himself. And Piccolo yes. was going to help him, and Krillin's like, "No, don't." You know, he's going to he sacrificing himself already. It gets me every time. The dialogue in that whole. Oh, I mean, I mean, I have the the U.S. broadcast version. That's the one I like to watch. I'm so I don't know if the dialogue's Look at different. Me. I'm getting goosebumps now. I, that whole conversation with Vegeta and Piccolo, where he says, oh, the like, whole "When time, you die." Well, you will not be given the same. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? And then he says this to us again, father, son. He mm-hmm. says, I've never told you how proud I am of you. No. Which is a huge he, deal because he, he's yeah. never had it. He never had it with his dad. You know no, what I mean? He, and Saiyans don't do that. The exact line, Matt, is Trunks, Sorry. come here. Let me yeah. hug you, my son. Right. I've never, I never held you since you were a boy because I've always wanted to make you uh, tough. Right. Baby be- or something. Tougher yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that scene also when Gohan goes level two the first time, Super Saiyan 2. Is that with Cell? Cell or Saga. When, when did that happen? But also, Cell Saga when he kills 16, but also when yeah. Gohan goes level two in the tournament when Kabito goes gold Super Saiyan, he goes, oh, yeah? You want me to go Super Saiyan or you want me to take it to the next level? And then he does <laughs> it. You're just like, oh, Gohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like realize the... Gohan's the weakest one, but whatever. <laughs> I, well, now you got DBZ. All the people like that are not nerds have totally checked out. Um, I know, but it's just <laughs> so, so it's good. Okay. I'll say, one of the earlier DBZ things I watched that I really liked was uh, the history of Trunks. I liked Gohan with one arm training. Again, it's kind of like a brotherly mentor mm-hmm. mentor things. I just watched. I think what it is too is sure. like uh, I just watched Karate Kid for the first time in I don't know how long, and I'm watch. I'm making my son watch all these things that I watched, and like. It's amazing because that whole movie is okay. It's good. It has a lot of build up, build up, build up. But I was really blown away how like in less than a minute and a half, because that's basically what it is, maybe two minutes tops, there's the most dramatic ending to that movie, and it's less than like two minutes, and it's so powerful, and it's so quick, and then the movie's over. Like I just watched, you know, an hour and a half, almost two hours of a movie, and I, you know, it was good, but then literally in two minutes, the score buildup, the events taking place, the constant um, belittling of, a, you know, like a, I forget the term now. I'm so tired. Uh, underdog. And, and, you know, coming out on top, you know, like not quitting. It's just amazing to me. Those types of underdog, of course, underdog stories, right? I guess everybody loves the underdog story. So they do. And then, since you mentioned Karate Kid, did you watch the Kung Fu Kid? Well, it's the Karate Kid remake. <laughs> I watched it once, and I, I don't remember much about it, to be honest with you. Well, I call it the Kung Fu Kid because that's obviously what he's learning. But Well, Jackie Chan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what got me in that movie in a moment was when he stumbles upon Jackie Chan and he rebuilt you know that car in the house. Right. And Jamie- Oh, yes. And he destroys the car while he was drunk and everything because it was, you know, yes. it was the car that his family died in. Right, right. And then he rebuilt it, and then and he keeps breaking it and rebuilding it. Keeps breaking it, keeps rebuilding it, and that scene got me. It was just sure. Like, 
it was emotional like because it was yeah. that family family connection you know like yeah he he that's where he lost his family and he tried he's trying to rebuild it to bring his family back but never does it and it's like that moment where you, you're, not, you're not finding the answer at the bottom at the end at the bottom of a bottle and he's just you know and right it, right. it's just very heart-wrenching absolutely yeah yeah no i mean uh i don't know why but i <laughs> speed racer really gets me and it's the dumbest it's the dumbest you're so movie. dumb i've never seen the movie no, i'm serious i'm not gonna it, watch you, it i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch it you're such a bastard i'm not gonna watch uh, it that's fine you don't watch it you you'll go out missing out on life and then on your deathbed when you watch it you're like well all of these years wasted <laughs> Um, no, maybe that'll be the movie that saves my life, Matt. I'd be like, oh my <laughs> god, I should. I'm so glad I saved it for now because now you know I can die. Do? Now I'm I can die a, in peace. No, I'm gonna unplug the TV from the wall at the time wherever you're watching it. What from. if it's what if it's what if it's the movie that causes me real harm? <laughs> Good luck with that. You know, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, but if you don't know the story of Speed Racer, if you didn't watch the old anime, it probably won't mean anything to you either. They just did a really nice job with it. That's the ultimate family film in a weird sort of way. Um, the ultimate family film. You're 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 putting your name on that. You're putting yeah. that stamp. Yeah, I, it's it's all about family. It's 100 percent about family, not about oh. racing. I mean, it is, but it's not. Is yeah. the monkey in it? The monkey is in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But Was um, the Wachowski brothers brothers or were they sisters at that point? They're brothers, as far as I knew. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I knew. Um, Susan Sarandon did an excellent job playing the mom. You know, every the cast was amazing. John Goodman, I mean, everybody did a a good job in that film. Um, yeah, I don't know. The score is really well done. Uh, ultimate good versus evil. Um, the brother relationship that if you ever watch the anime is spot on. In fact, they did a twist, and I know, to get sentimental, emotional, even more, just for two seconds. Uh, working for a company you know we used to work for uh, one of the people i used to work with uh passed away um uh, a couple years after i left and uh, i went to go see it with this individual and it's funny because like you know based on this one of these places we've worked it's kind of like guys in the trenches so to speak and it's, it's kind of lame for entertainment but that's what it felt like and so you had to constantly go through bullshit from day to day all kinds of crazy shit and this person was kind of like an older brother to me. So when I went to go see this film, I think that summer there was like 20 films that came out and they were all like sequels. Like we had Pirates, you had Transformers, you had, I, you know, like a, a Marvel movie probably. Like there was just a shit ton of really good blockbusters that summer. And Speed Racer was like at the bottom of the barrel. And I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll go see it. And we had this uh, break at work. And we had to be back with a couple hours. So we're like, well, fuck it. We'll just go to downtown and, and watch a film real quick. And we watched it. And I have to say, like, that connection between the family and him, because there's a brother, there's brother moments where um, the brother says to him, like, when he's younger, like, you know, you'll understand when it's your turn. That line always stood out to me because, you know, the brother was going, th the older brother was going through something. He says, you'll understand when it's your turn. And he walks away. And so then the roles reverse, and then Speed's turn. He's like, you'll understand when it's your turn. And I just thought that was very interesting because that's the relationship I had with this gentleman. And then when he passed, it's just I can't not think about him when I watch that movie too. So to me, that's part of it too is like do movies remind you of people when you watch them, relationships that you've Abs had? Absolutely. So I mean, the new Ghostbuster movies, Afterlife, that came out, it, it made me think of my dad a lot when you yeah. got to see Egon and – 
all that and it's just like holy shit yeah yeah so yeah no absolutely if you can relate more to it of course it gives you more feelings i mean that's why certain characters resonate more with a lot of people and that's why they become popular because they resonate more with the i don't want to say average person but more of the struggle that's why spider-man's been such a great character because he has that struggle of a a college student he never became rich and powerful you you don't you can't relate to tony stark you can't relate to thor you can't relate to the hulk Mm -hmm. but Mm spider-man you feel like you can relate to and when you can relate to those when you can relate to the character more or less it becomes real right no, I agree with you 100%. I mean, when I saw Ghostbusters, I couldn't help but think of you and your dad as well. Um, with Spider-Man, it's a great point. With all the other Marvel characters out there, they they really are fantastic, you know, and kind of uh, Spider-Man is probably the closest one you can relate to. Mm-hmm. When I think back to what you said about Vegeta in that scene, he had growth. You know what I mean? It was, it right. was, it's, I think what makes that scene so powerful <clears throat> to me is the fact that he started off as a prideful, evil guy, and you just see him come full circle. You know, he he's completely 180 himself from where he was. You know what I mean? Um, when from when we first met him to that moment in time where he's willing to give up everything um, to save his his loved ones and his biggest rival. You know, it's it's true. So, but uh, scores. I think scores definitely do it for me. Like I'm, I I have not been a fan of the the Star Wars um, sequel trilogy, but I will say that John what? Williams wrote John Williams wrote some really good stuff. I will say when I saw the Force Awakens for the first time and Ray, when Kylo reaches for the lightsaber and it goes to Ray, I thought that was a powerful moment. And I, it's unfortunate that those movies did not go the way that most people wanted them to go. Cause I think there were some great powerful moments in them. It's just, they were pissed poorly done. You know, I I think when Luke drank the, the green milk, that was a moment for me. I just wish he had just gone up there and started licking the nipple directly. You know, they just went, why did they stop short of that? You know, they could have just gone the extra mile, <laughs> you know, why <laughs> <laughs> I can't even deal. Um, I'm going to just keep talking about Star Wars because you uh, stuffed a Twix in your mouth. Um, so my thought is also, you know what's interesting is movie scores, like for the trailers, like the the Rise of Skywalker, the score for the trailer is better than anything that was actually in the film. And that score is what got me excited for uh, to see that film. Like there might have been hope. There wasn't, but the, the score gave me hope. Uh, if you go hope? back and watch. The, no, The Rise of Skywalker, the last film that Disney did. If you watch the actual score, I mean, sorry, the trailer, that score is nowhere in the film. It's just written for this for the trailer. <laughs> but it gives you goosebumps when you watch the trailer. You're like, These guys that are doing scores for trailers now, kudos to them. They're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Actually, I think one of my buddies does it. Yeah, well, tell them good job. <laughs> yep. um, you know what else gets weird. me? I, I thought of this too. Uh, the end of Die Hard, the first one, when uh, Man, I Powell, got, I got Sergeant a, Sergeant Al Powell, whatever his name is, shoots the I guy. A, I got a confession. Uh, you haven't seen Die Hard. You just make a tree and don't even None of know them. what it's about. I haven't, I haven't seen any Die Hard. Shut up! You have not. 
You never liar. seen a Die Hard. I swear to God. This pod's over. I this pod is my... officially over. Yeah, I'm sorry. How is that even possible? Because back in the day, it was on TNT all the time and everything else. Like how? how... Really? Yeah. For real. I swear to God. Because you just purposely made a choice not to see it. Like if it's on, you're like, oh, I can't watch this. Well, to be honest, I I think Bruce Willis is an awful actor. Okay, well, if you haven't seen the first Die Hard, you might have changed your mind. But I've been brainwashed for like 40 years, so I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. Uh, yeah, I never, I just never watched a Die Hard. I well, don't that's unfortunate recall. because it's not going to be as impactful now because terrorism is like everyday thing. But I mean, back then when it came out, it was pretty Matt, intense. Matt, Russia invading Ukraine is not a terrorism attack. No. No, and by all means, taking over any kind of nuclear facility, I'm sure we'll be fine. They did such two, a good job two, with Chernobyl. Two, 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 yeah. two, two nuclear Oh, there's facilities. two now? You know, Chernobyl I, was I, one of them. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one, I was like, oh, that one's screwed anyways. But they're going for there's, a bigger one now. They're going for a bigger one now. So. Well, they caught it on fire. Yeah, yeah. They put it I, You know what? I, <laughs> I'm, Jesus, I don't even want to. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Terrorism. It's so stupid. I can't even get how stupid what what's happening over there right now. I can't even. You know what I mean? It's mind blowing. Mind blowing how stupid it is. You know, I, needless. I, it it's it's crazy because it, it just proves that Russia was never a democracy. <laughs> well, I mean, because I let me let me even. ask you: Do you really think? Biden can just send our military over there and just start fighting without it being stopped by Congress? No. Well, here's the that's not even a question about I don't care about Biden or Congress or anything else. To me like No, I'm just saying that, that is, it just shows how Russia is just it's totally just Putin with his own Oh I yeah. This, well, I don't know how this turned into political, but Well, no, no. Well, <clears throat> well, to take it a step further, Joel, he <laughs> he he rigged it so he can be president indefinitely or whatever however long he extended he's the first guy to extend the term like for like three or four more terms you know what i mean because and everyone is, because he's the president he can do what he wants you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna vote for me to be president every year it's, and his guns pointing their heads i mean how else yeah, are you gonna there's, vote there's yeah the russian people i mean I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for everybody. I it's feel sorry rough. for Ukrainians. I feel sorry for the... And when I say Russian people, I mean the the people that were told, the, the, the 20-year-olds that were told that this is an exercise and you'll be welcomed, and then they're getting shot at because they have no fucking idea what is really going on, they and they can't communicate. Told, they weren't even told it was a war. Of course, no, they're still... They, they, they cut they off ties don't. to the homeland. Yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't even allowed to talk to their families. No, they took their it's, phones away. They took everything away. Well, now they're yeah. screwing the people that live in Russia. They're people are trying to flee because they're going to do martial yeah. law now. It's it's ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I he wants I the Soviet know. Union to be back to its full strength, and uh, <laughs> good luck. It's never going to be that way. I'm can nope. tell you right now. So what happens? He blows up getting, all of Ukraine. He's, he's getting backed into a corner. So we got to stop talking. We're losing all of our audience. <laughs> We lost some with Dragon Ball Z talk. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you're still with us, good for you. God bless you. <laughs> we lost them. <laughs> you 
You know what's funny? It's like that's why this is entertainment banter. You don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. There's other podcasts. You listen to people tell their Hollywood stories, their drunk stories, or whatever else. We don't. We go above and beyond that. We just talk shit. Just not stuff shit. We give you a topic uh, that's probably not going to be what we're <laughs> listening to. That's right. We're the Simpsons, okay? The first two minutes is not what the show's about, okay? It's just how you get there. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It's too funny. Um, the war The yeah. war gives me chills. Every morning. Well, here's my thing, right? Every morning they, it gives me chills, man. Every time I read the news. And, I, yeah. and the thing is, I stay, I stay away from any American news because listening to it is just garbage. It is so you know it is so yeah. propaganda, stupid garbage. And one guy was just completely racist. You hear this one newscaster? He's like, "This war is like not like any other." You know, you expect wars like this in Afghanistan and Iraq, but not in Europe with blue-eyed and brown-haired people. I'm like, God, <laughs> could you be more racist, you piece of crap? I did. I did not hear that. I. Uh, oh my God, it was crazy. But no, I don't. I tried uh, to stick to BBC and all these off-channel right, news. Right. Right. Because right. they're not looking for ratings, they're they're just trying to nah, they're, tell you what's they're happening. They're looking to make sure they're not glowing tomorrow. Right. Well, the thing that, is, the 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 shit, the stupid shit is that <laughs> it's it's just it's just so fucking stupid. It's just all it's so awful, is what you're, it is. You're, you're back in you're back in a rat into a corner. You don't know what the fuck he's gonna do, and it's just it's so. Well, I think I so maybe bad. he's. If he's mentally unstable, which clearly he probably is, but if he's not mentally unstable, then he's just psychotic. And either way, right, both. Like here's the here's here's the best case scenario for a crazy person, right? He doesn't shoot off a nuke, but he conquers all the countries he wants to conquer, right? What does he think is going to happen? Everyone's just going to be like, oh, you know, we're just going to roll with this. You know what I mean? No one's going to roll with it. There's no way. You know, no, like, they've they've already said that. There's no way he can. Keep hold of Ukraine. There's no possible way. Uh, well, I mean, I just whatever. It's it just is so so unfortunate for those people. Every yeah, it's it's the dumbest thing ever. I said to myself, it's like you know, this is Russia is like that stupid person where it's like you're working next to them and you're just the two of you. You're painting a room. Let's say you're just painting a room. And someone lets out a big fucking fart, right? A big fucking stinky ass fart, right? And you're standing next to that person. It's just you and that other person. And that person's like, that wasn't me. That was you. <laughs> and like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Russia's still playing that card. In this day and age with information highway everywhere. Like, he's going to the, he's having his ambassadors at the UN and everywhere else talking like, oh, they, you know, Ukraine is attacking us. La, la, la. And I'm like, Everyone's like, you're so full of shit, you know, and China's laughing his ass all the way to war because it's like, let's let's see what the world no. does to Russia. Did you hear what and China then, said? China's like, hey, Russia, can you just not do it until after the Olympics? Right, right. Do us a favor, comrade. You know, we spent oh lots of God. money building fake snow in our mountains. Um, yeah, no, I just it's so Niet. ridiculous. Yet, like, you know what I mean? Like, who are you really kidding? Like. That's why I'm wondering, like, if not all there, you know? It's like, you can't get away with that shit this day and age. How no. is that even possible? And I can't stand uh, American news. They're like, after the nuclear power plant got attacked and it's on fire, this had, they had this scientist come on on ABC News and he's just like... Well, it's ABC. And he's, so and he's talking go. about all this bullshit, like, like, how it's bad. I'm like, well, no shit. I think anyone with the like a elementary school degree would say fire at a nuclear power plant is bad. 
Right, right. Well, even if they blew up the shed next to it, right, which is some of the stuff they're saying was office right. administrative buildings. Here's the thing. I heard one news per, and it was uh, it was not United States news. I heard some other news organization. Yeah, don't listen say to that's, US news. That said, supposedly, supposedly they were they were shutting down the reactors so that they would be cut off. You know, what I mean, like they're safely shutting them down. You which, can't do that overnight. No, but what I'm saying is, but that's the last I heard of it. You know, so I don't even know what's ha- if they're still full blown going. They're saying that American News is saying they're trying to, you know, m- mine the shit. So I no, I, I heard that knows. they actually actually uh, it's all back to it's all contained right now. Everything's contained. Well, the fire's contained. The 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 power plant is contained. That's not my concern. We saw how good Russia handled Chernobyl. Like, oh, don't worry, you don't need security checks. At least according to HBO. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. But so they're just doing hey, that there now. Hey, Chernobyl, the TV show, show, that gave me chills too watching it because no, no, the thing is when you watch things too, like you know how we're yeah. trying to talk about uh, bad chills, right? Bad chills. But you said like you know they relate, like you know you're watching like a movie and you see the right. parents and you relate to it and you get the chills because like you, you get the same feeling like it's your life, you like Spider Man, like you can relate to them. But right. you get the opposite chills when you start watching these document, these mockumentaries, I guess, these documentaries that are like real events, like Chernobyl, right. and and then you start realizing like, holy shit, this is real. Like they oh, didn't yeah. change much. And then like when those episodes end and everything, you go on the 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 YouTube's and the Googles, and you start looking at the shit, and you're like, oh my god, like the chills. Come it wasn't different. that it's long a, ago. It's a different type of chill, and it's just like it's a creepy yeah. chill. Like, and that's why sometimes I like watching. Um, like war movies, like uh, Fury, the Brad Pitt World War Two movie, yeah. or, or even um, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. You get those chills, and you, you start realizing like people went through this. This is what they went through. Yeah, it's not a joke, and, and I very, think yeah. it's very intense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing too. Is like, I don't understand how in this day and age, Russia. That's what I'm saying. Like, if anybody should know better about messing with fucking nuclear power right now. <sighs> I tried to bring it back, folks, back to chills, but Matt's going back to Russia. I, well, that that's the biggest chill in my mind right now. <laughs> fucking, I mean, maybe we'll just have a whole plan full of superheroes. Uh, that, that's the only positive thing about it. You oh know? my god, could you imagine? <laughs> isn't that isn't that like the premise of My Hero Academia? <laughs> you mean I don't think they got nuked, did they? I, don't I mean, know they're that. all they just they get their quirks, yeah. but we don't know they, how, right? It's like their version of mutant powers, I guess. You know, they're mutants. We're not really sure why mutants got their powers either. What if there was a nuclear? Fallout? Well, they 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 claimed it was the evolution, the next step of evolution. Yeah. Well, I want to give a final thought. Go ahead. Thank you. In the world of cinema and entertainment, we look to fall into a different reality as you read, you watch, or listen. And in those realities, you want to believe that you are in that reality and that you're escaping the reality we're in now. Hence why virtual realities and metaverses and whatever fucking Mark Zucker dick is doing. But you don't have to support that though. No, you don't. And, but the whole human mind wants to escape what they already have. And as long as we have that reason and want to live a separate life, in a sense, you get chills while watching, reading, or listening to any of these things because you feel like 
you are that person and that's why you're getting that chill and you're escaping into that reality and a good movie to me can bring you into that really well with the score with the dialogue with the character you're exploring in the in the building up and to me that's it's great ma- that's inter- that's great it's great creating magic and it's creating creating movies and writing books and even music all that like yeah. it it just gives you that thrill and that feeling and i think that's one of the main reasons why i personally go back to the theaters and i'm sure a lot of people do the same because it gives you emotions that you don't normally feel on a daily basis but you know you're working those jobs you feel like they're dead-end jobs and there are dead-end jobs out there and then you uh you get your escape to reality and then you get to enjoy it for a moment like i said like on one of our pods we liked i like to go to a movie by myself and just sit there and become part of it mm-hmm. i agree good. with you i think it's true absolutely yeah. and i don't think to me i think music in the films is what really makes or breaks a scene you know how it's even used. Even, even the silence where it's strategically yeah, right. placed silence is is so powerful mm-hmm. yeah and you know i could go on and on about it like i keep thinking about andrew garfield's scene like you said and like yeah yeah i mean it, you know where that character has been you know and that's great character development well, yeah. i remember the green miles so i want to watch the green mile again and i just remember the the whole ending scene where he gives his life pretty much over and it's just it's powerful yeah on that note Thank you for listening to Entertainment Banter. My name is Matt. My name is Joel. And I'm 